You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 219. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 219. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Malur. Oh, well, hello. Well, hello, Malur. <laughs> Excited to hang out with you today. I'm excited to hang out with you. Thank you for being here. We get this 45 minutes of love and connection with our peeps. I know, with the audience. With your peeps. I just, you know, we've been doing this for over four years, and you so selflessly, selflessly give your, your time and your amazing skills to the Would You Rather segment. I did not know this was going to be a uh, Mr. Smith Love Fest. I didn't but know I'll until take it. like just now. I'll take it. But I just appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for. I appreciate you for doing this for free. For people, yeah. No, just it's trying amazing. to make a little mark in the world of doing the good that I can do. I a guess a little love on the airwaves. That's right. Yes. that's right. Well, welcome. I'm hoping you guys are feeling the love out there. We've got some exciting announcements. But first of all, if you're listening to this the day it airs, Happy Labor Day. And I hope that you are celebrating your ability to contribute Labor. to the workforce and how cool that we have so many options in our in our country, in a world where we've got so much negativity going on. You in know? a world. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you did voiceovers. You're so good. But fortunately, <laughs> I get all your skills on this show. On the show. That's right. But anyway, in a world where... So many people don't have options, and we we can literally create our own business. That is it's pretty, cool. pretty incredible. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And we've got a topic today that came from a listener, and it is all about what to do when some friend of yours ghosts you or breaks up with you. Do you know the term ghost? Uh, I have malingo. Uh, yeah, I know the malingo. <laughs> you don't know the malingo. I have the app malingo. <laughs> There's no such thing. There should be one. There should be. Well, this can be a very real issue. I think it happens in dating a lot. But in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about how to navigate a friendship that has gone awry or feels like it reached an ending and you kind of feel sideswiped. You're not exactly sure why it ended. Hmm. Okay. And what you can kind of do about it, especially when you feel like there's – your hands are tied and there's not much control. We're going to dig into that. And I do – oh, wait. Do you – Off in the distance. Do you hear here, here it comes. Interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. That's right. We have a free shit alert. We haven't done a free shit alert for free a while. Free shit alert. That's yes. right. That's right. We haven't done it for a while. But this this is your lucky day, my friends. Not only is it Labor Day – <laughs> but you get free shit. But you also get free shit today. So as you know, I oftentimes will do periodic workshops, online workshops, where I go a, 
quite a bit deeper than I do on the podcast, and we dive in with a workbook and get really serious about some transformation that we want to create. And I have another one coming up next week. Oh, sorry, am I? You're tickling. I'm me. tickling you. <laughs> the way we're sitting in our little Joy Junkie studios, I keep grazing his knee with my toes, and he's like looking at me like, "Don't, don't you, don't, don't." That tickles monkey toe. <laughs> I have monkey feet. I have total monkey feet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I, I, I digress. But next week we are having the workshop and it's all about people pleasing. And we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go through our topic here today. But essentially, if you feel as though you are highly invested in what other people think, you are consumed with how they may view you, what they think about the things that you say, and you would like to start relinquishing that, this is absolutely for you and it's completely free. So just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register to be sure to snag your workbook and, and get your spot in class. As it stands right now, I'm pretty sure this is the last free workshop that I am doing until 2018. Wow. And I, you know, I am kind of intense about my workshops. You're so kind of a big I deal. really don't. I don't mess around. So if you want in, go to uh, the show notes page or thejoyjunkie.com slash register, and we'll be sure to get you all hooked up. Well, why don't we pass, pass the mic? Pass the as, mic. As she says. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because we have our own mic. Uh, that's true. How about pass the attention? <laughs> No, because that would not work for you. I like all the attention. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little segment we like to call. Would you rather? Would you rather be a character on Lord of the Rings Ooh. or on Star Wars? Oh, Lord of the Rings, for sure. Lord of the Rings? I mean. For sure. I, I, I grew up with Star Wars. But I also grew up with Lord of the Rings, so I'm kind of torn. But I can see you being a man torn. I'm more of a fantasy guy, not a sci-fi guy. So so, I'm pretty much you are. Or, You're a nerd in I that am. arena. I am. You're a little D and D over there. I am. I'm a little. I'm a little <laughs> bit D and D. Is that a song? No, I was thinking of. Uh, I'm a little bit country. Oh, just kind of float in. Yeah, really. It just I can't stop it. Kind of, kind of float right. When in. I started, just I can't stop. <laughs> Can't stop once I started. It stings. I can't stop going once I started. It stings. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, I yeah, I think for me, I really, I love, love, love Lord of the Rings. Did you say Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars I definitely like more than Star Trek. But <laughs> I don't like all the new iterations of it. I like of the, Star Wars. Yeah, I like all the old school ones that came out in the eighties. There's another Star Wars coming out pretty soon, actually. Yeah, because you've seen all of those. Mm-hmm. But Lord of the Rings, man, that that wrote me in hardcore. That was epic. If I could be like a fairy or like like a woodland creature, a woodland creature, then I yes. mean, count me in. A ranger. <laughs> well, if or you a wood elf. if you have something you want to sound off on, because I've got a I've got a strong feeling that there's going to be some dar- diehard Star Wars. I peeps, know that's why I thought it would be a good one, or some diehard Lord of the Rings peeps. Okay, so I would love to know which character you want to be. That's good, and why? And why exactly? I yeah. think what would you want to be? Who would you want to be? Oh, I think I would like to be Smaug. Oh, the dragon? Yeah. Smaug. Smaug. <laughs> that name. Yeah. I would probably want to be the, who's the character that's like the 
the elf, like kind of fairy princess that's always around. Oh, not oh. not Liv Tyler. It's the Kate Blanchett character. Oh, I forget the name of that one, but that's yes, wh- who I'd be. That, yeah, she would be a good one for you. All mystical and like popping in with and my powerful. eternal youth. She's super powerful and flawless skin. That's why <laughs> <laughs> my eternal youth and flawless skin. That's is, what you want. Superpowers. <laughs> oh my gosh! And All who right. can blame you? So if you want to share what you would rather, if you are not a part of my After Hours community over at Facebook, just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, and that will redirect you, or you can click the link in the show notes page. It'll redirect you to our private Facebook group, and every Monday we discuss our would you rather of the week, and it's really funny to hear people's rationale, and I do a bunch of other free content in there and workshops and I do weekly Q and Slay videos where I answer any questions that have come up for you. So if you've ever wanted a little bit more in-depth discussion about each podcast, we do that every single week. Anyway, that would note that link will be in the show notes or the joyjunkie.com slash club will take you right over there. Oh yeah. Let's talk a little bit about our topic of the day, shall we? What is that topic again? All about when a friend breaks up with you. Yeah. You feel sly that you did a good set, right? Oh my gosh, you're funny. You can see my face. Yeah, I can see it. I can see what you're doing over there, Smith. Guess what I'm throwing? I do. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to do a podcast. <laughs> this is what happens when we do the podcast a little too late. You're right. Yeah, we get so squirrely. This came from a listener and she says, hello, Smiths. Love your podcast and they have already made such a positive impact on my life. I tell everyone about you. Here's my show idea. What to do when you have a friend break up with you. I listened to your podcast about the great friendship breakup, which I will link to in the show notes page too, by the way. But what about when you are left behind and you don't understand why? I had this happen over a year ago and I still struggle with moving on. It was a big one because it was basically an entire family that my entire family was close to. And looking back, I see how maybe it is for the best and maybe we weren't a completely good match. But I think the thing that bothers me the most is how they viewed me. I know you stress not worrying about how others see you. It's just really hard when someone you were close to and loved sees you as something you don't understand. I feel better about it than I did a year ago, but it still hurts really bad, and it does make me doubt myself. Thank you so much for all that you do. Well, you are most welcome, and you know what she's going to get. A A warm warm fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! Yes. That's right. You get a warm, fuzzy, beautiful audience listener. And this is a really good one. I think that this happens frequently for people, and... I know my best friend, she she talks about this all the time, that she had a situation like this where a friend of hers just kind of left the radar and didn't ever really tell her exactly why she didn't want her in her life anymore. And it's always kind of plagued her and, you know, she's wanted to find get to the bottom of it. So I have a couple of things that you guys can do if you find yourself in this situation. But I also mentioned that if you have a show topic, you can submit that over at thejoyjunkie.com slash show idea, or you can find it on any podcast page. You'll see a link there and you can let us know what you want to sound off on. I use a lot of show topic submissions. This is one of those situations that 
is just straight up fucking not fun, right? Because ultimately you don't have a lot of control over the scenario, a lot of, over the situation. I think you also make up a lot of things. You know, you kind of like have to put the story together in your own mind because you don't have anything to base it on. That's the hardest part. Did you look at my show notes? I did not. You didn't? But I know you. So <laughs> I, I figured. After over four years in the pod, you, right? you start. Yeah. I'm a monster. Well, that's going to be number four of what I'm covering oh, today. Oh, so I see. I went too fast. Yeah, <laughs> But really, truly, that's a major piece of it because when we don't have the facts – when we don't know the reason why somebody has cut off a relationship, all we have is the storytelling. Yeah. We just start fabricating what is usually worst case scenario. Here's the deal. The first place, and this may not apply as much to this particular listener, but it could apply to, to others who are find themselves in, finding themselves in a similar situation. The first piece, big surprise, give yourself time to grieve. Give yourself time to be hurt, especially if it was not a ghosting situation where they actually, you had a big, huge falling out, let's Mm -hmm. say. Like you haven't talked for a month and you know it's awkward as hell. Yeah. Right. Or you really got, your last interaction with them, you really got the picture that maybe they're not happy with you or something is about to dissolve and it's not going quite well. If you're at that point where things are about to end, it's okay to have all the feels about it. It's okay to be bummed the fuck out. But there's a big difference between being motivated by your pain and being motivated by a place of self-care and self-love. Because When we're in a lot of emotional pain, like what this listener was describing, a lot of times that's when our people-pleasing tendencies kick in. Mm -hmm. That's why we're covering this at length at the workshop. Because when somebody isn't happy with us or we're at odds with somebody or they're not returning our texts or whatever, our instinct oftentimes is to do or say anything we can to get back in their good graces. Like override anything we might have said in the past, even if we actually believed it Mm -hmm. or did have a problem with something. We will go, oh, I really didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. I came off the wrong way. Exactly. And we'll negate maybe the content of something that we tried to share with them because at all costs, we don't want to be abandoned. And I need you to understand that just because you're at odds with somebody does not mean that you are genuinely at fault. Anytime that you are in a relationship, it's likely that both parties, I mean, both parties do have responsibility. Absolutely. In this scenario, that other person, their responsibility is to converse about it or at least give you an idea of what's happening and they've chosen not to. Now, dealing with that sort of information, now you have to decide how you're going to go forward if they're not doing their part, right? In ideal situations, we would all want to converse about things. However, I do think there are some relationships, I've been in this place before, where it wasn't a friendship that I deemed valuable enough to me. Like I didn't want to work through our issues bad enough to actually have a conversation. Right. Okay. And I just kind of looked at it from the grand scheme of things. And I'm like, I'd rather just distance myself. And if they were to ask me, 
hey, what's going on? Or how come you haven't called or whatever? I would be forthright about it. So I just want you to know that there could be a ton of reasons why they could be misinterpreting something you've said or done. We'll get into that in a minute. But no matter what their reasoning is, no matter if they feel like you are a little bit too toxic or maybe you're too negative or too needy or whatever else they say you're too much or too whatever, honey, that's not the friend for you then. You know, like it's okay for friendships to end. It's okay for you not to be perfect for everybody. It's okay for you to not be the ideal friend for every single person. Your responsibility is to look at, am I proud of how I've conducted myself? Do I like how I've shown up in this relationship? Am I proud of what I have or have not said, have or have not done? That's a mic drop moment though. Like, I don't know if you just realized that. Oh, you're cute. Like giving people permission to not have to be perfect for everybody or be everybody's friend is a big deal because we kind of like, if I feel like someone doesn't like me, I'm like, well, why not? Right. Right? And you kind of go after that relationship to figure out how you can. Well, I need to make you like impress them or something. Right. It must be my fault. It must must be be my fault. Exactly. But to say that it's just maybe not the chemistry for you is such a huge deal. Well, it's oftentimes I'll use the analogy of if you're lactose intolerant or gluten intolerant, Mm -hmm. you don't spend every waking hour hating on gluten or like hating on dairy. You just avoid it. You just kind of go, oh, that doesn't work well with my system. You don't spend all your time like focused on that. You just go, oh, I love kombucha. Oh, (laughs) I love kale or whatever else it is. You don't, do you know what I mean? You don't spend your time focused on that energy. So it's exactly the same thing in a friendship. There are certain energies at different places in your life. Absolutely. That no longer are compatible. And that's okay. And that can be something that you genuinely have to mourn. Because what I mean by at different places in your life, you guys may have had awesome energy and connectedness in your 20s or mm-hmm. in your 30s or even in high school or whatever. And then now at the place that you are in your worlds, you've both grown or changed have or things. kids, got married. Those priorities have yeah. altered. And now it maybe isn't quite as symbiotic as it once was. That's okay. And it also will typically have a subsequent emotion. That's a sense of loss. When something changes, even if it's changing for the better, for instance, we're moving to North Carolina in the fall, and this is our first home, and it's sold. It's sold in six days, you guys. It was crazy. Crazy sauce. Crazy bidding war. It was nuts. But even though it's all for the better, and I'm thrilled, and we know without a shadow of a doubt that we're making the right choice for us, there's a grief associated with the loss of this chapter that mm-hmm. we started and built our little family in this house. It's a true. lot of firsts in this house. And even though it's time to leave and it's time to separate, there will be an emotion. I've already told Mr. Smith, like the last day here, I'm going to be a fucking wreck. Not because I want to stay, 
but because it's an end of a chapter, it's an end of an era. So you could very realistically have the end of a job, the end of a friendship, the end of an intimate partnership that is 100% the right move for you, and there's still pain. Mm -hmm. And so all that is for you guys is to feel, is to just give it the freedom to be. Feel the feels. Feel all the feels. Uh, I used that the other day and Mr. Smith, he was like, I don't know what you mean by that. I, I don't feel know. I feel like those it's look it up in the Malingle. Malingle. <laughs> Malingo? Malingo. The, <laughs> the Malingo app? <laughs> Which isn't even a thing. Okay. It should be. I say we start one. Okay. I think okay. so. We've been thinking, we've been toying around with a, another segment idea. That's true. Okay. So the first thing is give yourself the permission to hurt and grieve. The second thing is regardless what the scenario is surrounding your situation, I want you to think about what do I need to give voice to in order to feel like I've done everything in my power so that I do not have any regrets. Mm. What I don't want you to do is get to a place 10 years from now or even five years from now when maybe you see some of the things that you could have done differently back then and you were so regretful that you didn't go clean up a mess or you didn't at least give it one final effort and say, hey, you mean the world to me. I don't know if I've done something, but I would love to converse about it. That sort of thing is scary as all shit and most of us won't ever do it. And then we live the rest of our life in regret and making up a bunch of stories about what other people think about us. And I will mention too, when, when you come to the workshop on three ways to combat your people-pleasing and how it's destroying your happiness. We do an entire segment on stopping that pull to take responsibility for everybody else's shit. So I have a specific tool that I'm going to teach you guys about shifting the belief that you have to make everybody else happy, like what Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. Like, oh, I have to make you happy. And that's something that I think you guys will find really advantageous, especially in situations like this where you cannot control what the other person thinks. Right. This is what I mean by what is within your power. It is in your power to do a gut check and go, what do I have to give voice to in order to walk away knowing I've done what I can, I've said what I can, I have fought for this relationship. What does that look like? And I would get it out on paper. I would journal about it. I would maybe write that question at the top of your notebook and then just see what comes out because there could be something that you actually could say or do if you were just a little vulnerable that they might be willing to meet you there. We don't know. You know, we all we can do is try. Yeah. So if you would flash forward to viewing yourself five years from now, would that person say, damn, I wish I would have reached out one more time. Or if you did have a huge falling out, I wish I would have apologized. I wished I would have owned my shit. Go to your future self a little bit and check in on what might need to be voiced. And number three is very much in tandem with that. If you are afforded the opportunity to say this in person or on a phone call, own your shit and apologize if it is warranted. Okay? okay? So here's what you need to know about apologizing. You apologize if you've made a mess for behavior that is unbefitting of you. You do not apologize for who you are or your thoughts, opinions, and beliefs. You can apologize for how you expressed them, 
I'll give you an example. I had a huge falling out with my mother years ago where I was not a joy fucking junkie. I was mean (laughs) and I was acerbic and rude. However, what I was expressing to her, I felt very strongly about and I still stand behind it. But the way I delivered it was unacceptable. It was disrespectful. Mm -hmm. When I went and apologized to her and cleaned that up, I reinforced that as well because I did not want my apology to be misconstrued with regret around to the content of what I brought Mm -hmm, up. mm -hmm. Okay. That's really, really important, you guys. And that's a huge people-pleasing piece where we just – Let's just sweep it all under the rug so that we can go back to being normal. No. That's a major message to your self-worth. We're going to talk about this in the workshop too. If you are constantly doing that whole people-pleasing behavior and you're sweeping what you want under the rug and always making yourself wrong instead of saying, hey, no, I did have a problem with this thing that you did, what you're doing is you're sending a subconscious message to yourself over and over and over again that what you want, what you think, what you believe just doesn't matter. It's not nearly as important as what that other person thinks. And that's just not true. And it's also not a helpful ideology to buy into. And it's not a healthy place to build friendships or relationships from either. Absolutely. I want you to really start thinking about that. If there's something you need to apologize for. Now, in this listener submission, she didn't identify, I, I speculate it's because I did this. Uh-huh. Or right. I think it's because I said that. It sounds to me like she has no idea. Like no clue. Well, she did say that she... She said something around the... Maybe it was for the better. Well, she did say, I think I do know what it's about, but I'm not sure. Some, I thought she said something about it. No. She said, I still don't understand why. Oh. I, okay. I struggle with moving on. And she all she said was looking back, I see how maybe it could have been for the best. Oh. But it doesn't... Because I scoped this out considerably because there wasn't really any major piece. Mm-hmm. If it's a situation like this where you're straight up ghosted... This, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I feel like that is absolutely worth an email, a text, a reach out of some kind from a place of vulnerability and starting with, you matter to me. I highly valued our relationship. Obviously, this is a year past. I would probably reach out and say something to that effect that... It saddens me that an entire year has gone by and I've greatly missed having you in my world. I truly wish all the best for you and everything that you go after and whatever, if that's true. And just say, I'll be really honest. I miss you tremendously. And I would love to know if there's anything that I said or did that ended our friendship that really was the nail in the coffin for you. And I would love the ability to apologize if I've made a mess where I'm standing. I just don't know what I did. And I, you know, something like that. Well, in in this particular case, she's not sure if it's worth going after this relationship. Well, she was a little bit like maybe because, you know, here's the thing too. When you, when we say things like maybe it's for the better anyway, sometimes that's Uh, just an excuse, right? It could be, but that's for her to, if it's for the better, then why even go and do that apology? You don't, don't even go there. Well, that that's where Let she might point, really right? need to dig in, like the situation, the analogy that I was using with the house. Is it that it really is better for you to leave the house behind and move to North Carolina? 
Or is it that you are kind of just stuck in the nostalgia of the house and the emotion of the house? Right. When you know you're Kind of caught between make a decision, either go after it or let it go, right? And that's something I can't determine for you, you know, dear listener. So you need to kind of think about that. If if you were able to show up as your true, authentic self in this friendship, would it be a friendship you want to be a part of? If that's a yes, then fight for it, my friend. If it's a no, then peace out. Yes, the other option is you could address it and say, look, I know that, you know, this friendship may not be the best for either of us, but I'm just curious how this went wrong. Just like an information gathering. Right. Just get some information. So maybe that helps you move on. That's right. And the the slippery slope with that is you need to know that you might not get any response back. The email may go unread. The text may go unread. Whatever you do here, you need to do it 100% because it will make you proud of you, not because you need them to say something. That's Closure good. is a luxury, you guys. Closure is a motherfucking luxury. We oftentimes do not get it. Yeah. So the idea that I just need closure, you're going to have to get over that because that isn't something that we always are afforded. It's about creating peace with what you have or have not done. And that's kind of what you and I have always used with friends and family looking at, do we need to speak up about this? Do Will we regret this if we don't? Do we need to set up a boundary or have a tough conversation? Most of the time, that's what we fear the greatest. And so we don't take action. But that's the one thing you can control. Analyze that for yourself. Hmm. Do you need to own your shit? Do you need to ask for feedback? Do you need to make some sort of reconciliation, even if it's never responded to? That way you can walk away going, you know what? I did what I could do. Yeah. I really did what I can do. And that's cultivating your own peace. And that will help you with closure. That's right. In in its own way. Exactly. Number four, this is what Mr. Smith was alluding to earlier. Watch the stories you make up. And again, we're going to be discussing this at length in the workshop. I talk about a whole way in which we start to fabricate rules in our world and how we start talking shit to ourselves and how that contributes to us believing that we have to do and say and be everything for everyone else. Hmm. Like, you know, oh, if I don't work late, then my boss is going to think I'm a dick and oh my gosh, I don't want to be a dick. And you start going into these huge stories about what everybody else is thinking, and then Uh you twist and contort your behavior. So I'm going to talk all about that at the workshop, and I have a a piece in your workbook that you'll get where you can start running things through a very specific formula to identify when am I super attached to what everybody else thinks. It can be really helpful, and I think it would be awesome for this podcast listener too. Again, if you want in on that, all you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register, and you will be secured a spot in class. Regarding these stories that you make up, here's two questions that I want you to ask yourself. Because a lot of times what we'll do is we'll engage with the past, we'll engage with the memories in a very disempowering way. So we'll look back at the memory of what happened, whether it was our last interaction with that person or whatever it happened to be. And then we take that and we create total hyperbolic stories, over the top, 
here's what they were thinking. Here's why they hate me. Here's why I'm never going to have friends again. And then all of a sudden you're living on a desert island by yourself because you've been ostracized, right? Like you, we go from zero to 60 like that. Yep. I want you to ask yourself these two questions surrounding the whole situation. What are the facts? What are the actual facts? What transpired? What happened? And then I want you to ask yourself, what am I making up? I don't know if you guys have done this before, but I've done this plenty of times where I make up how I would respond to something that somebody never even said. Absolutely. Like I get in this like fake altercation with somebody, <laughs> like proving my point, And they don't have, they haven't even said that. I've completely fabricated what they're thinking, what they're feeling without even asking. Well, I think there's something to be said for that. You can kind of plan the conversation better when you have some idea of what the person might say. Yes, but I would say far often, far more often than not, we fabricate something that locks us into a feeling that's disempowering. Mm. So, for instance, when you when you do that, you would likely go into the conversation ready to do battle. So you're you're a little bit more aggressive. And in fact, that's so funny. It's like the perfect segue ever. I'm actually going to talk to you about a visualization tool that I use. Okay. That is how to let go of what everybody else thinks. It's a one of my favorite strategies, and it's just a very simple visualization. And we're talking about that at the workshop. So you're going to have to come. Oh, cliffhanger! (laughs) Cliffhanger. I thought you were going to give it to us. Well, well, I'll give it to you at the workshop. Okay. All right. That sounds good. For right now, I want you to really think about what are the facts of the situation and then what have I made up surrounding that. For instance, if somebody just stopped contacting you, you it's likely that you've made up all sorts of stories because the only fact of the matter is, the only fact is that they have stopped contacting you. That could be an illness. Uh, death in the family. It could be phone problems. Yeah, it, it could, could be, so be incredible stress. It could be embarrassment on their behalf of something they're going through. And so they isolated. Isolating is a huge thing that people do when they're feeling unsafe. Absolutely. Depending on things going on in their world. You need to really look at what happened and then what am I making up? Now, sometimes you do have facts. Like they yelled at you saying, you're so fucking selfish. Okay, we can make a strong assumption if somebody yells yells at us and says you're so fucking selfish that they likely think that you are selfish. That is a just (laughs) conclusion. Yes. But what we usually do is we make up some sort of major story about how we're not lovable. We can never have friends again. Like she said, it has affected my Mm self-worth. We make it mean something grandiose about who we are in this world. Those two things don't have to be interdependent at all. We make that conclusion up. Mm-hmm. That is something that I yeah. dig into at length in my work with the tribe that I do periodically throughout yeah, that's the one year. Of biggies, yeah. We go deep into that and start untangling why we're so attached to that. Right now, I want you to really look at what are the facts, what am I making up? And then number five, I want you to really choose yourself, talk wisely. And what this means is when you revert back to the memory. Maybe you see that friend on Facebook or a friend of a friend, or you drive by a place where you guys used to hang out and the memory of that interaction and that friendship 
surfaces. And then you tend to go into the place of, I don't know what I did. I'm so awful. And you start really going into the self-loathing or self-doubt. Those are the moments when I want you to stop and say something else that's more empowering to you. Mm -hmm. Like I am allowed to move on. I am allowed to love who I am despite this past event. Or even very simply, I'm not going to focus on that. You know, you could use an old adage like no use crying over spilled milk, something like that. Anything that locks or uh, jars you out of going down that fucking spiral of berating yourself for a fabricated story that isn't even real. Right. Okay. Right. (laughs) All right. Choose your self-talk wisely. So if this is you and you're engaging with a memory like that, that is hurtful and harmful, what do you want to say to yourself anytime you get triggered? Decide on that right Mm. now. Okay. Okay. And then number six This is more forward focused, and this is really essentially what I've talked about with a lot of the law of attraction stuff. Focus on the friendships you do want to attract. Instead of focusing so much on what's not going well, what you don't like about your current situation, focus on what you do want to create. Who is that one person maybe at your workplace that you've really gotten along well with and they invite you out and you always you know, make some other excuse why you can't go. What if you have somebody amazing right in front of you, ready to be your bestie and you're so blinded by how damaged you are and how fucked up you are with this past relationship that you don't see what you're trying to attract. Focus on the wrong thing. Exactly. So take a little bit of that energy, if not all of the energy that you're focusing on the loss of this And focus it onto what you do want to create, the friendships you do want to manifest. And I'll put a link to the Soulmate Factory exercise. That episode is all about manifesting your soulmate or, you know, a lover. You can do the exact same thing with friendships and run the entire formula through manifesting a bestie. Now, you're probably not going to give a shit that much about what they physically look like. That's probably not going to matter as much to you. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming. But their character traits, what the two of you would do together, and then who you intend to be in the relationship, which is all of what's covered in that in those two Sweet. episodes, could be really helpful in manifesting your besties. I yeah. have done it myself. And it's magic. It's really <laughs> – it's not. It's actually science. It's magic. It's <laughs> scientific magic. That's right. And so that's – those are your steps. Number one. Give yourself permission to be hurt and to grieve, even if moving on is the best option for you. Number two, look at what do I need to give voice to in order to feel like I've done everything in my power? What is the fastest avenue to no regrets? And oftentimes, it's giving voice to something that scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Number three, own your shit and apologize only if it's warranted. And you can apologize for just how you said things, not what you said. That's a possibility as well. Number four, watch the stories you make up. Ask yourself, what are the facts and what am I making up? Number five, choose a self-talk statement to use anytime that memory hits you in the face and you're triggered. And number six, focus on the friendships you do want to attract and put some effort into doing that. What if you have alternative facts? Yikes. (laughs) On that note, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I did. I think that it's a disservice to look at the title of one of your podcasts and say, ah, I don't need that one. 
because there's <laughs> so many things inside of each one that aren't necessarily just for that yeah. topic, but apply to so many other things. Yeah. So just as a word of the wise, if you're clicking past some of these podcasts, you might want to go back and catch, listen, up on. catch up on them because there's a lot of things that are said in here that aren't always just for that topic. As a matter of fact, you can apply it to a lot of other parts in your life almost that's right. always. Thank you for saying that. You know, I've that's how I feel a lot about podcasts that I listen to as well. That I I will do the same thing because I go, okay, that doesn't seem like it applies, but I know I always get a gem or a little mm-hmm. negative info. And I've actually had a lot of people tell me that too, that yeah. they might think it doesn't apply and then boom, they get smacked in the face with some exactly. mic drop moments. You got to give a love fest in the beginning of the pod and I get to give one at the end. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe warm fuzzies all around. Warm fuzzies for everyone. Yay! Oh, I love it. Well, I think that's everything. Anything else you wanted to throw in? I think that's it. Well, I appreciate all your loving, kind words. And you as well. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.